0: This podcast discusses difficult topics that may not be appropriate for all listeners. We are not doctors or therapists. None of our content should be construed as medical advice nor as a substitute for professional help. Names and other specific identifying details are often changed for the privacy and protection of our guests. Our guests' experiences are shared as they experienced them. Opinions may not reflect the opinions of Beck and Ella or this podcast. There will also be adult language used, lots of it. Listener discretion strongly advised. Welcome back to Narcissist Gaslighters, and Cheaters. Oh my, I am your host, Beck. And I am your other host, Ella. How are you doing? I'm good, Beck. How are you? I'm good. It's been a uh, short week. We had that long holiday weekend, and I really feel like it needs to be that way every week. So whoever is going to end up running this year, if that's their platform, they got my vote for sure. <laughs> I'm a four-day workweek gal. I am all for it. 100 percent yes that's the way it should be it absolutely is we work too much we need to be more like the europeans Yes, way more relaxed well we are back in the studio today and we have heather with us hi heather hi how are you doing hi good thank you so much for being willing to share your story today absolutely Heather is a listener, uh, which is amazing. It still blows our mind that we actually have listeners, Mm -hmm. that I can stop getting all of our friends to be guilted into being guests on our show. We actually have people reach out to us that don't feel obligated <laughs> and come and share their story so we think that is so amazing so thank you so much again for being willing so tell us a little bit about yourself yes yeah,
1: so um where do i start so i am 46 years old i'll start with being that i'm a mom right so i'm a mom to a almost 15 year old daughter and eight year old son 15 year old daughter is a scary time isn't it yeah february it's coming up so soon i'm like oh my gosh yes but um you know, those are probably some of my greatest accomplishments. I would say my kind of growing up was interesting, and uh, my relationship background has been interesting too. I am an only child raised by a single mom, 18 years. She had made 18. Wow. And uh, she met my father in the army. They were married, but very soon divorced. And so we were on our own for a lot of our lives. Um, She did eventually get remarried. She was with someone for a long time who helped raise me that I kind of called dad. And then they eventually got married, but that was a very volatile, like off on and off relationship and then they eventually divorced she and then she remarried one more time to the person that she's with now i myself followed similar patterns which was really interesting i would say i grew up in a nice town and you know i had a good childhood on paper very successful like very much a achiever performer went, went to college went to graduate school all those things started working, but I've been married two times. So my daughter is from my first marriage. I had her when I was 31 and uh, that relationship lasted about eight years. And unfortunately he has still drug and alcohol problems. And so I ended that pretty quickly when she was about like 14 and a half months old and was on my own. And then very soon after, uh, Remarried, met someone and remarried that I uh, was from my hometown, actually. We were together for eight years and married, and I had my son from that relationship. And then, unfortunately, around COVID time, right before COVID time, we split up, and then we were back in together, like, when we went into lockdown. And then, like, within six weeks, we're, like, we're expanding
0: with (laughs) us. You're like, this is why we split. I remember now. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, each of those
1: relationships, like, he's not a bad guy. He's actually engaged now. And, you know, he helped me raise my daughter and she called him dad. And, you know, we split our time with the kids 50 50. I wouldn't say either of those relationships were ones that were abusive or narcissistic in any way. And so, That's why it's been such an interesting journey to meet someone and then have dealt with someone that was so extreme in kind
0: of my dating
1: life. That's me, I guess, in a nutshell. Okay. Yeah. So
0: how did you meet um, who you're going to talk to us about today?
1: Yeah. So the ex, really interesting. And it was funny because as I was kind of like thinking through everything, um, and I'm sure you guys are going to hear this like over and over, how much social media played into this relationship, which is bizarro when I think about it now, because I'm like, right. hey, are we are we 15 or are we 46? Right. right. <laughs> we we're, we're doing we're doing this, right? So it turns out that this person was also from my hometown, also someone I went to high school with. So I was married to someone I went to high school with. And then this person was also um, from the high school that I went to.
0: I feel like that's disarming. That's enough to start you off not on guard, you know, because there's like a familiarity there. And you're like, someone from my hometown wouldn't be a complete whack job that would hurt me. Right. You know, I wasn't wasn't like close friends. He was, you know, Mr. Popular. I was
1: kind of more nerdy. I, I mean, I was truly, I had good friends, but like when I turned 18, I wanted to get the hell out of the day right. that I was in. I wanted to go away to college. Same. Yeah, I was like, I'm getting out of here. And he he's never left, right? So anyways, we were friends on social media, as you will. And I think early, you know, earlier than that, before I met my son's father, I had moved back to the hometown that I grew up in with my daughter and was able to buy like a little townhouse. And... Oh, awesome. Yeah, and so I ran into the narc, the ex, at a party, a birthday party for a guy I was kind of dating at the time. And I remember thinking like, oh, he's handsome, but a little awkward. And it's funny because his recollection of it was that I was like, oh, hey, and then like ran off. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't remember that being that way, but right. Okay. I remember also like my best friend being like, oh, he's really cute. Like talking about him, like, oh, have you seen him? Like he turned out very handsome and stuff like that. And I was like, oh yeah, he is, you know, sometime after my divorce from my son's father, I saw that he was kind of interacting with my with the media a little bit more I'm like maybe like in a post right right or you know like you oh you always do such fun activities with your kids you know and so i was like hmm so his birthday rolled around and i was like fuck it like i'm i'm gonna send him like a private message and just say like happy birthday you know sure <laughs> so i did he responded back and said oh hey you know i um I've been meaning to reach out to you. So, um, and so we, you know, we chit chatted banter a little, he had decent banter. And I, at the time was starting to date again, like online date and stuff. And I dropped, I thought I dropped hints. I was like, hey, I'm in your neck of the woods because my hometown is about an hour and a half from where I live now. I'm in your neck of the woods sometimes for work. You know, if you ever wanna grab a drink or a cup of coffee or lunch or something, nothing, right? like I really didn't feel like he was pursuing it so I let it go okay I let it go and I I met some I met someone um I was dating online and stuff and we ended up having you know a relationship for a while and then that didn't work out you know no hard feelings there were still friendly whatever
0: you mean you mean two adults dated for a little while and decided that it just you weren't right for each other and then you just calmly pieced out and everybody was fine exactly (laughs) imagining right we've never had that story on our podcast before right (laughs) ever It's, it's so crazy what two adults can just adult together and say, thank you. You know, no, thanks. Nice to know you. And it'd be fine. Right. Right. Why can't everyone do that? Yeah. I think at some point I re-engaged. And
1: I, at the same time, he was still like viewing my stories and liking my things. And so I was just like, well, this never went anywhere. Let me see if I can get this started up again. I'm still interested. Right. And so I, I pursued again. He bit. But still didn't ask me out. So finally, I was like, okay, hey, dude, like, I'm available on this date, this date, and this date. Here's <laughs> what we can do. Pick one, right? I like it. Take the bull by the horns. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I-, I have nothing venture, nothing gain. I have nothing to lose, right? Right. You know, my ex-husband was, like, on his second, like, year-long relationship at that point, And who he's now engaged is like, go for it, you know? So our first date was great. He's very charismatic, I think handsome, and good looking. Maybe the best looking person I've ever dated, I don't think I usually have gone for the good looking guy. I always go for like the personality and fun. And so that was like intimidating to
0: me a little bit. That's funny because you're like gorgeous. I agree. (laughs) Like absolutely gorgeous. (laughs) I would have thought they flocked to you. Um,
1: And so we had an interesting date he was very much listening and asking questions and very engaged and i'm very open and you know that would come back to bite me down the road for sure because he was gathering right right, tons of information about me to be used for everything down the road right so i mean i've learned a lot and you know i would say to like the listeners you know be careful what you're vulnerable with and what information you share. I, I personally, that's the way I connect with people. Sick. Sometimes my vulnerability, my openness, yeah. but this time it really bit me. Even in that first date, there were red flags and I did not pay attention to them. So um, I remember at that time, you know, he um, has two children, an older daughter and a younger son from two separate relationships. Only one of them was a marriage, but you know from two separate relationships he raised the daughter on his own wow yeah and you know he has a good job i have a good job we're professionals and i remember saying something like you know we're really alike like i i've always thought like we, we would be really good you know together and we really because we're really light and he's like i can assure you that we are nothing alike and i like that still like resonates in my head
0: you know did it strike you as odd at the time at all maybe not as a red flag but like just as an odd thing to say
1: yeah definitely definitely
0: I was at ease with him being a little bit more quiet he said you know I'm quiet at first
1: but I open up later because my ex-husband was very like introvert and quiet so I have a I'm I feel like I'm pretty good at like drawing those kind of people out so it didn't wasn't off-putting to me that he was like asking questions and listening a lot but that one struck me and then we went out and grabbed something to eat and at that time he said this might be a deal breaker for you he was very picky about his food and he knew from social media that you know over COVID like I was making these elaborate meals all the time and i love to eat and i love wine and all that kind of stuff and he eats like a burger with cheese and ketchup you know like a girl basically so yeah
0: parents make your children try things when they're young or they will continue to eat like a toddler their entire life yeah (laughs) gonna throw that out there i have a friend that is 45 and all he eats are chicken nuggets and cheese pizza just cheese just like he's a two-year-old and he doesn't stray from that yes i, I lived that <laughs> my kids eat better than that
1: like yeah. they're like it's just women with broccoli yep <laughs> it went quick from there right so quick into the like we're on i was transparent that i was dating other people at the time and he was very insistent that you know we were going to do this that we should stop dating other people And so, you know, I had to kind of let go of maybe some other potential relationships that could have been really good, unfortunately. And then it was like, change your Facebook status. Change your Facebook status so that you're in a relationship. And at the time, I didn't even have my Facebook status up because who gives a shit? Right. And then, of course, you know, we've got 80 mutual friends.
0: And now everybody knows we're a couple. And everybody was like, what? huh, what's going on? Then you have to deal with all of that as an adult.
1: Yeah, I mean, people were happy, but also- Right. It's a lot. Yeah, so that happened really quickly. Around this time, I like to run. That's my kind of stress relief. And I was out for one of my like weekly runs, right? And I got a text message from my ex-husband, my son's father. You know, I heard the ding and I like looked down at my phone. He basically wrote, hey, I uh, got an anonymous email, which was weird in the first place. And he said, the email says that the narc has a criminal record and he has assaulted a woman And I verified it, I went ahead and checked it. And this person is worried for the kids and your safety. Wow. So my heart like dropped, right? Now I'm
0: like, what the hell? I just got chills. Yeah,
1: so I'm like, here I'm on cloud nine, like, okay, it's lovely. Like, got the hot
0: guy from high
1: school, like, you know.
0: (laughs) And you don't think about doing a background check on the hot guy from high school. No. You know, like, it wouldn't have even crossed your mind like it would if you met, like, a stranger on the internet. Right. And a mutual friend. Right. 80 mutual friends and you're going to be a crazy person? It doesn't seem likely. Right. Yeah.
1: But, you know, I left the town and really didn't go back for a very short period. Right. So, yeah, I wasn't involved with the, I don't know, the real housewives of whatever. (laughs) So I called him immediately and I was like, hey and i also started questioning my ex cuz it was like anonymous like come on just tell me who it is like who who told you and he's like i swear to god I'm like it's anonymous I'm like okay that's really like somebody had to like make up an email find his email and, right you know yeah shocking so you know the narc was like yeah i i was gonna talk to you about this and I was getting ready to talk to you about this and so we're gonna have to talk about this and then I also had called like my best friend my girlfriend and I was like oh my god one of my friends was like hey I also heard the same thing from somebody and I was like who and she's like I don't want to tell you know here now now I'm like right. now we're like 16 again and I'm like what the right. yeah like, I don't want to tell you for their safety but I also heard this so it turns out, you know, he had been in jail multiple times. He had been in jail at like 18 for beating a guy up and had, you know, served time like four months or something. And then one of his most recent exes, he had pled guilty to battery, but he insisted nothing happened. Mm-hmm. When I talk to him about it, he goes, you know, there's two sides to every story, right? So, you know, she had said at one point when we were together that if we weren't together, she'd make it sure that no one could ever date me again. And so I think that she did this so that no one could ever be with me again.
0: They don't typically, like, up the charges, like, to something worse than it was. They normally, like, drop the charges to something less than it was. Yeah, he had one... Fled no contest
1: to battery. Right. And had three years probation, a day in jail, and she put a restraining order on him for years.
0: And I believed him. Well, it's easy to believe someone when they're a narcissist. Like, what am I thinking? Like, I'm a smart woman, but... I believe you. they pull you in, man. Yeah. It happens to lots of smart women all the time. It's not on us. It's on them. Right. So, you know, two sides to every story. So then he and I get in a conversation and this is the beginning
1: of him, him really directing me in some things in life. And I type a text to, to my ex saying, and I've talked about it. There's two sides to every story as you're aware, and I'm choosing to believe him and I would never put our children in danger. And we went on.
0: To date. How did your ex take up? I don't know.
1: He's Mr. Quiet I'm sure he wasn't happy about it. Gotcha. But he, he dropped it from his side. He did. He did. And, um, you know, as long as the kids weren't probably coming back to him and saying anything funky, like right. it was fine. I told my mom, she was a little weirded out, but she was like,
0: okay,
1: but you know,
0: but keep your eyes
1: open. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Obviously. Right. So, we go on, and now things are kind of we're a couple now. I'm driving an hour and a half every week down to his place when I don't have my kids. He never really comes my way because it's more convenient, right. Sometimes I'm having to drive all the way back to the office if I can't work from home and back in the same day to be with him. I'm cooking child meals that
0: <laughs> edible. And I am cooking the most gourmet chicken nuggets and cheese pizza that he has ever had. <laughs> I was like, how
1: do you, can I make this like beef stew with flounder? No onion or like you have to take all the onions out because you can't, it was like, it was a lot. <laughs> and so this is starting to become my life, really. And then there were some other early signs again with social media. So at some point my mom, Facebook friend requests him, but she didn't realize, like, I I think it must've like suggested it and she's like, I don't know what I did. And now they're friends, (laughs) right? And then I guess he starts going through the pictures and there's like a picture of me with some random guy that I like had gotten set set up with on my mom, you know, and he just flips out, you know, is this the guy that you said you were dating before? And, you know, were you still, it's like, and I was like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. I get super paranoid and like run to my mom's house and like, let me see your Facebook. Like you need to delete anything that's on here. Right. And then my mom's like, screw this. Just, I'm blocking him. <laughs> she wakes up the next morning. He's like, did you tell your mom to block me and blah, blah, blah. And just loses this, you're a liar and it's done, right? So now I'm a liar, it's broken up, it's done. And for the first time in my life, I'm like, please, no, we need to stay together. Like this, we need to work this out, right? And so I beg and plead and he says, he'll give me a second chance.
0: All the while, you've done nothing, even though it, it feels like you have. But you have right. absolutely done nothing to this man. Well, I'm a liar, but you weren't. Is that the, like it's all fake. It's all like yeah. created drama that doesn't even exist. You've done absolutely nothing to him. Right. And then I start like feeling it. Like I'm. I'm like. I think I'm a liar. I think. Right. Am I a liar?
1: Like. To, oh my gosh. You know. So my model goes, "This isn't healthy." Right. I start to like, "This is weird. This isn't healthy." But I'm not listening. So there's other things that start to happen too around that time. He starts telling me his beliefs. One of those being that I really shouldn't travel for work. So I can tell you right now, I travel. I've had to travel quite frequently for work over the course of my career, which has been very successful. When it was at its height, it would be twice a month. And, you know, I had been vulnerable and shared like that was hard on my marriage for sure. But that doesn't mean that that was gonna be a problem. But according to him, traveling for work is just opportunities to cheat.
0: If you're a cheater. I've never cheated. Like he probably is. Right. Not him. No, he's never cheated in his entire life. Sure. Narcissist accusations are always confession.
1: <laughs> always. And I'm like, this is bizarre. And he's like that. And that's, you know, I, I don't I, I don't really travel for work and I don't really go out for happy hour after work and I don't go for lunch. So now I'm hearing like these beliefs, right? If you travel for work, you might have an opportunity to cheat. I'd also started a new job around that time as like a vice president where I was going to have to travel for work, right? And probably go out to drinks to bond with my coworkers because right. that's what you do, right? And then I put myself to bed because you've got to go to a, a, work, a meeting the next day and I don't want to feel like absolute crap, right? right? But also massages. Women shouldn't receive massages from men because, you know, they're probably thinking sexualized thoughts. Well, they're massage right? and definitely don't be naked because you know the masseuse really wants to like see everything i'm like no massage person can i'm just like they look at 90 bodies like in how many you know do they really care no so i don't i'm like they take the sheet i don't care <laughs> you know cool. right i'm also a little bit more and that's another thing. Like, i'm a little bit more freer with my body my kids and i kind of like the naked house like the kids used to shower With my ex, like, you know, now my eight-year-old's, I'm like, ah, you know, right? (laughs) Even, like, last night, he was dancing naked in his bedroom, you know? It's just... Just a body. It's not... We're not making it weird. Yeah. Right. Females shouldn't have male doctors,
0: you know? Man, that's some deep insecurity
1: going on. Yeah. There were just some things that I was like, okay. We ended up going away for Thanksgiving, and I um, have some, you know tattoos on my back and at one point he was like looking at me my back and he's like you have pot leaves on your back tattoo on your back like no that's not a tattoo on my back well you don't know the tattoo artist definitely like created these look and he like took a picture of it he's like look and we got like this huge argument where i was like no this has significance this old tattoo means something to the line of work that i'm in absolutely not that's not that's supposed to be this huge argument then my parents come and I've got to be like Betty Crocker for Thanksgiving and pretend like nothing's wrong. And he just sits there, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, he a bad, a bad attitude the whole time. Thanksgiving, I don't understand. Other things when I when I first met him, he wasn't really talking to his family. He doesn't talk to his sister, but he wouldn't ever really explain why. So weird falling outs with the family where I was like, I'm trying to understand you a little better. Can you explain to me why? No, but he had, prior to meeting me, been dating one of his sister's best friends. And then they broke up. The sister put that ex-girlfriend in her wedding. And so he refused to go to the sister's wedding and wouldn't let his kids go to the wedding. So who knows what came out. Because that's mature. Yeah. <laughs> Very mature. Really weird stuff. My birthday came after like Thanksgiving time. And I wore a shirt that I hadn't worn before. And it was kind of flippy and like, it kept kind of like falling lower cut, but nothing like, I'm not like, he was like, wow, uh, that shirt is really low cut. Like, you know, who are you trying to impress? And I'm like, well, I'm trying to look good for you, you know? And he was like, no, no, you're, you're trying to impress someone. Ruined my birthday. It, it was awful because of the way I dressed and that was really a lot of stuff
0: around the dress the way I dressed would start to come in which is so gross like so gross on so many levels it's like evolve past that dude I hate it
1: I've never had that before like before it was like wow you look hot babe like right on so it's also like all these concepts in my head were like jumbling around like what is going on and wait maybe I did dress like too am I dressing too provocatively am I listening too much attention and like we'd be out to eat and he'd be like look see that girl's short skirt over there if she uncrosses her legs you're gonna see
0: right up her like why are you looking if you're looking then maybe but it's not her job to make you not look yeah or he's like do you understand if you wear that and somebody's taller than you and they look down they can see I don't understand like why men will never put it together that it's like it's not a women's job to make you not be an asshole. Like it's your job to not be a creeper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a woman could be, should be able to walk through a bar drunk and naked and not have a problem because as long as there are no rapists, she will not be raped. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not that anybody should do that, but I'm saying like, it doesn't matter what you're wearing, what you look like. None of that. It's like, they need to be held to a higher standard, not we need to cover up what makes us feel good about ourselves. Right. Or makes us feel confident or how we want to present for whatever reason.
1: Yeah. And that and those narratives would get really twisted with him. And he'd be like, you're, you know, you're an attention seeker, like the way that you used to, you know, post selfies or things about yourself on social media. So this is part of your attention seeking behavior. Another mm-hmm. blow up around that time there was a company holiday party and I was now the boss, but the CFO was going to fly in and um, some other like speak sweet people. And I didn't know that. And I literally, I'll never forget this. I was sitting at his kitchen counter and I was like looking at my phone and, you know, and he was always scrolling social media and I was looking at my phone and I was like, Oh wow. The, the CFO responded. Yes. And you know, this other uh, you know, high up executive responded. Yes. It's a, wow I I really should go get like a a a new dress for for this and he lipped up what are you a a, a climber who are you trying to impress why can't you just you said you had plenty of stuff already why do you need to go buy something else I said because I want to feel good it's not and it was a huge argument that you know I'm a, a career climber I'm just in it for the title that I would give oral sex to move up the ladder, which I'll tell you right now, everything that I've achieved in my career has been on my own merits, right? Right. Of what I can do. It's not it has nothing to do with that.
0: But that he has that internalized or that externalized misogyny of, like, if a woman's successful, she must be using her body because a woman can't be smart and successful and well-educated and compete in that man's world. She must be giving beejas to get there. It's so annoying. So gross. Well, and it was like everything. That was all the things he complimented
1: me on in the beginning. Or he would fall back on, no, I just think you're so successful and you're so, you know, when he was in the, like. Like eating phase right <laughs> everything was great so we made it through the holidays now we're gonna do like sober january and we're gonna exercise and get in really good shape and things kind of died down for a while. we were you know good although he likes to wake up at like god-awful hours and exercise and I was like exhausted. I ended up injuring myself because I was like lifting weights. Too much.
0: That's the side of a psychopath right there. Nobody in their right mind gets up early to exercise. 345, like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking for all of you people that get up early and exercise. I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, I do, but I don't get up that early. But, you know,
1: but there'd be times where I was like, you know, I'm too tired. I mean, remember, I'm also commuting three hours a week like two ways and it's just it was a lot what was his reasoning for never coming to see you because he works in a job that he needs to be in the office by 7 a.m so you know if he was needed there and i could be more mobile right i i can be more virtual
0: in my job okay so or he could make some sacrifices also and get up really early since he gets up at three forty-five to work out
1: oh and this sorry and there was another thing he held this against me later um So I always have my kids on certain nights of the week and he always had his son on certain nights of the week. But because things got strained really quick with my kids and he didn't know this, they didn't like being around him. And we were often coming down there on the weekends and like they didn't have a place to sleep. And so they would have to like, sleep out on the floor and sleeping bags and stuff. I wanted the time that on the weekdays that I had my kids. And usually they had some kind of a practice and we would have dinner with my family a lot during those weeks. I was like, this is my time for me and the kids. So he was like, well, I would have come on those days, but you know, you want time with the kids. So- Of
0: course you would have. Those were the days that you were going to make the sacrifice. Right. Mm -hmm. Likely story. So
1: we go into that. I'm now living in this weird- thing where i'm like always worried that I'm, I'm very anxious now um everyone's seeing a lot shift in me i haven't seen my friend since we started dating i'm limiting my time with my family uh, a little bit i also noticed i started deleting old like facebook statuses so that he wouldn't ever stumble across like me and my ex-husband with like a nice happy of a happy time it just really like monitoring myself you know also that the exercising thing was interesting this is a crazy one i'll share this one with your readers or your listeners i don't know what they'll think about this we had great sex so that like that was probably the big probably why i kept going
0: right (laughs) that'll make you overlook a lot of red flags for a long time (laughs) (laughs) but he was like
1: don't ever masturbate when you're away from
0: me." what
1: yeah Hell no. <laughs> I know. I'm so happy to masturbate again, by the way. Right? <laughs> With no fear. <laughs> Is he listening? Is he watching? I don't know. I'm all right. I literally was like, I'm not really. <laughs> my phone was hung up all the time or my texts were exactly right. Ugh, it's awful. Man, that's some insecurity. Yeah. There were a couple of times he would go downstairs in the morning and exercise. And I was like, it's too early. Like, I'm, I, I got to sleep. And then... He came up and he's like, what are you doing in here? Are you masturbating? That's insane. Like, accuse me of it. I'll share this, that too. Um, Early in the relationship, but maybe this is why he would say that, you know, you're new and you're getting to know each other. And I ended up, you know, in our sexual encounter, touching myself, flipped out. What? You you, you don't think I can do it? Oh my God. You (laughs) know, fine, just do it yourself. And you got up and walked away. I was like, what? Most people...
0: Right. And what's not? I don't know. Right. Your issue is like, mm-hmm. what actual men do. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. And you know that he's masturbating when you're not around. No, he said he doesn't. He said, Oh, yeah, right. Uh, I never did when I was
1: young. Whatever. I call bullshit. I'm like, Oh, what are you doing? And yeah.
0: I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and what's wrong with that if like you're not like you're really fucked up in the head really weird right it's probably something you should talk to someone about if you've never done them yeah
1: so well, that spring i ended up i have some college girlfriends we hadn't, we used to go like on a girls trip every year and get together and whatever. We've been to Palm Springs, we've been to Vegas, you know, we've been like wine tea, we didn't even go do fun things. Yeah, nice. And we hadn't since like COVID had really kind of locked us down when we are all have, have like kids and we're busy, but we finally got like, let's do this, right? So I told them like, I'm going to go on a girls trip, which by the way, nothing good comes from girls trips, right? Because those are opportunities to each
0: together, right?
1: Of course. And, oh, and nothing comes from girls' nights out. You should just go have like a cup of tea, you know, or something. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, man. So I mentioned it, but I guess I didn't mention it enough. And so when it really came, I was like, okay, so next, you know, weekend. And we, she was always wanting to schedule very far ahead with me. So I was getting very like booked up always. And I was like, no, th- that weekend I'm going on my girls' trip. Lost his shit. And that was finally where I was like, I'm done. And I remember I was like texting with my girlfriend and I was like sh- screenshotting her, like some of what was happening. And I just was like, block, I'm done. And I like deleted that my, I deleted them off, blocked them on like, you know, social media. I blocked them on the phone and I was like, I'm done. Ooh, they hate that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, they do. And I was, I seized my power back. But then of course I was weak within like three days because and, you know, I've learned now. I, I had like a trauma, some kind of trauma bond, right? Right, yeah. You know, I was bonded to this person and that cycle and craziness. And, and so eventually I did unblock him and contact him. After the girl's trip or before the girl's trip? Before, which is stupid because um, it kind of ruined him for me. But uh, I also found out during that time that he texted my then 14-year-old daughter and got a hold of my stepdad as well, texted him to let them know, you know, that we had broken up and he was so sad about it, but that, you know, I can be a very cruel person, but like he'll always be a friend to my daughter. Wow. Thanks to my stepdad for being a nice guy to him and stuff like that. So inappropriate. So weird. Yeah, I was really, and my ex-husband was really upset by that for the daughter, especially. Yeah. And my daughter weirded out too. But nevertheless, we persisted to continue to date. A big blowout came a couple months later. We went on a trip together, just he and I. It involved wine and probably too much drinking. We got in a big argument. I don't even know why. Honestly, I can't remember why. At a certain at a certain point, at this, but I do recall that I got upset and I walked out of where we were eating and just walked to the car. and And he just lost it and we argued all the way back to where we were staying and. I was trying to like make amends, but also like very, I had lost it. I'd lost my shit. I'll be honest with you at that point, crying, yelling. And he was like, let me, let me in. And I was like, I'm not letting you in. And he's like, if you don't let me in, I'm, I'm going to break this door. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to call the cops on you if you do that. Right. We eventually, he lets me in or I let him in. And then he uh, proceeds to go and lock himself like in the, the bedroom and won't let me in there and i kind of bang on the door for a while he's like i'm recording you by the way this becomes the new thing now he's recording me on video i'm recording you and i was like okay like this has gotten too crazy right this is too much so i go and i sit down you know somewhere else and call my friends and i'm just like this is bad like i need to and they're like it's fine just go to bed you know you get home he ends up coming out with all his shit packed and his phone recording me. He's like, I'm recording you, by the way. He's like, I'm leaving. And he leaves and he leaves me stranded two hours from home. So I have to call my parents to come pick me up. Wow. 45 years old. I have to go have my mom come pick me up. And he never calls to check or anything. It was awful. I didn't sleep that night. You know, um, it was right before Mother's Day. And so it was done. Again, for me, it was definitely done for my parents. And then he texts on Mother's Day. Of course, he does. And we can make up again. Unfortunately, at this point, we had a trip planned to go to Mexico with his kids and my kids and my parents, kind of have a timeshare. And my parents were like, he's uninvited. He can't come. We'd already bought the plane tickets and everything. Right. And so I had to be like, you're not invited, and he's like, "Well, then you're not going either. If you're committed to us in this relationship, you you cancel it too." And my kids, like, we we've gone a bunch to this place. My kids love it. My kids are like, "No, right? No oh, mom, no, like, no way." And so for weeks, we're back and forth and back and forth, and finally, like a week before it's time to go, I get up the strength and I'm like. I'm, I'm going to Mexico with the kids Good for you. Yeah. (laughs) So he blocks me, you know, now we're broken up on Facebook again. Right. Everybody gets to see like now our ridiculousness, right. They're back together. They're broken up, back together. They're broken up. I go to Mexico. I have a really good time with my kids. I did email him and wish him like happy father's day, but I guess he never got it or something. And then at some point in Mexico, guess he's back contacting me. So you keep thinking it's done, but it's not. <laughs> and so we start talking again, again, my better judgment. And this time we decide I say we should do some couples counseling. When I get back, we start couples counseling, which was probably the most fucked up mind twist thing i think i've ever done and i don't want to blame the therapist i don't know if she couldn't see it she made me apologize for bad mouthing him to my parents after he left me on that trip because what was the option that he had left because i had told him i was going to call the cops and he'd already been in trouble before so what was he supposed to do
0: i'm like i don't know take a 10 minute breather no 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 you said you were going to you said you were going to call the cops if he beat the door down. Right. By the time he left, everything was right. fairly calm. Like you had stopped and you had gone and sat down and then... Right. Right. Yeah. Asshole. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> and I mean, I'm
1: like, if you needed to cool off, then go drive down the road or at least call the next day. and think, Right. Whatever. There was a million other options. So I had to do that. She told, you know, in the therapy, I had to disengage because I was under the control of my right? I was in it for the advantages that they give me, like trips to Mexico and dinner or on Tuesday night with my kid. So I really started to distance and isolate from now my parents and my mom was beside herself. You know, here's, I mean, we basically grew up together, right? She had me at 18. We've had a challenged relationship, but it's more because she was a kid raising a kid, right? Right. And she was like, look, you... I've already distanced from your friends and isolated from your friends. He's isolating you now from me and, you know, your family and next, it's your kid. Right. So do you not get it? Do you not see what's happening here. And I would, I know, but I just, I didn't, I wasn't able to, to, to like digest it. I knew though, I think I was slowly starting to, to start to break away and I would keep doing these gains with myself like okay this is the last weekend I'm going to do something
0: right bargaining you've entered the bargaining stage right or like if he says this this time
1: then that's it that's the final straw for me but no and you know here's this man who was so obsessed with statuses on Facebook but the man never posted me right he never posted a single thing about me um it was always me posting him and tagging him right the thing about you know don't wear low-cut shirts or or you know crop shirts or anything that shows the short skirt or anything but he uh ended up buying his second rolex you know while we were together i mean that's pretty flashy right and also like an old school uh like muscle car, you know, that was the same as the one he drove in high school, but, you know,
0: a bright color. Because that's not an attention grabber. Yeah. And, you know, always wanting to drive. I'm like, I I don't get it. Telling you, accusations are always confession Mm -hmm. every time. Right. You're an attention seeker. Like he's an attention seeker. Yeah. So there were just
1: a few more things before I think I was really able to be strong enough. We ended up going to there were always plans and that was the other thing it's like okay I'll just get to this next thing and then once we do that then like I'm gonna break this off but then we'd make another plan right so we went to a concert and everything was great until his stomach started feeling bad and then he decided he needed to go back to the the hotel and I could say, well do you want me to go with you do you want me to go with you you know I could I'm
0: I'm fine with leaving no 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 stay here I probably just had a bad chicken nugget or something right
1: <laughs> but so, so, I, so, I, so i stayed till the end right and then i walked right back and he was like asleep and an asshole the whole next day and just grumpy and then it came out in therapy like i expected her to come back with me
0: then be an adult and say that right I would never even if she told me no I would have gone back so you lied to me is what you're saying you lied to me when you said you should stay here and have a good time right why don't you apologize for lying (laughs) oh yeah liar exactly so the
1: and the final straw really well there's a couple final straws was another lie that I told so I came down to his house and I (laughs) I'd had some Botox done
0: Which he does Botox, by the way, too. But this time... Not because he wants to impress anybody, though. Oh, no. You do Botox because you want to impress people, but he just does it because. I just don't want to look old. but (laughs) But I'm sure he would have some negative thing to say about yours, but it's okay that he does it. Right. This time I was like, got some in, right, like in my lip area here. Because
1: I was like, I'm certain you'll come wrinkle, wrinkle, and she's like, hey, we can put some here. I did not get lip injection. I got Botox. I'll tell you right now, like nobody can really tell. And it like wears off in like a few months. Right. I walked into his house and he's like, you look different. Something's different about you. Something's different about you. Like he knew right away. And I was like, nothing's different about you. <laughs> I didn't want to get into it. Right. Right. Because I just, it was going to be judgment again, or am yeah, I trying to look good for? Right. Right. But then finally I was like, yeah, I got Botox. And I said, and I put some around my mouth this time. You look just like those ladies you say you don't want to look like. You look terrible. I'm embarrassed to be with you. Your lip is gigantic. Oh my God. Right. And just, and you lied. You lied about it. Get out of here. You know you're you're a whore and all these things.
0: Right? How does that equate to whore? I know it has nothing to do with the other. Yeah. Did they put may cause horniness on like the Botox package insert? I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if that's like an actual side effect. May cause instant whoreness. <laughs>
1: it was like I don't. It, yeah. So we ended up going on another trip we do a lot of trips i did like that about him in the beginning you know this guy likes to travel i like to travel it's too fun awesome and we're sitting at this really nice restaurant I'm like looking around and there's people taking shots at this table these people are having this romantic dinner with a bottle of wine and the sun setting and he's like oh looks like you and the waitress go to the same doctor for your lips you know oh my god like are you kidding me right now and how are you supposed to react to that now you're in a nice restaurant it just was you know at that point i was like this isn't working and as much as i want to make it work and as much as this man keeps telling me if i'm committed i'll never leave this isn't working so that was really the beginning of the end thanksgiving rolled around around again My kids refused. They did not want to go around him. Now I'm controlled by my kids, according to him, because I should make them want to be around him. My birthday rolls around again. He wants to come to dinner with my kids, and I say, look, I just want to do dinner with my kids, and I, it's a weeknight. I just want to go out for some sushi, and you're not going to eat that anyways. Chicken. And if he just sends a diatribe of, horrible, uh, texts. I hope you, you know, I hope your dad, your daughter's going to turn out just like you, your gen, this is generational. Your mother's fucked up. You're fucked up. You need serious help. You're a narcissist. You've been gaslighting me. You've lied to me all these times your abuse. Oh, I'm an abuser too. And he said, and the therapist called you all these things, by the way. So that was really the end for me. At one point, he ended up contacting my best friend and another friend of mine and threatening them, basically told me things about you. And if I hear you're talking shit about me, I'm going to reveal these things about you. So really bizarre. And then the last interaction I had from him was him reaching out to me and saying, could I just take a quick phone call from him? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, he's going to call and say he's sorry and then he finally realized not that i wanted to be with him i just thought maybe he would acknowledge this.
0: vindication
1: yeah yeah he's gonna say it. but you know now ha- having been working through therapy my therapy was saying like this was his closure to you i don't think you've gotten closure from him but to him but this is his closure you and so basically he said hey you know um i want you to know i would never talk badly about you you know if people ask why we're not together, I'm just going to say, I'm sorry. Uh, it didn't work out, right? It it didn't work out and, and leave it at that. But, you know, based on your past and the things that you've shared with me, I don't believe that you would do the same for me. So I need to tell you, if I find out that you are talking bad about me, I will expose the videos that I have of you when you lost control if i find out that you're dating anyone that i know i will expose to them the videos of you being out of control in fact actually why don't i just add to this if i find out that you are dating anyone in the next year uh, i will expose this and i said are you threatening me right i said i'm I'm in disbelief oh no this isn't a threat and that really was the last conversation that i have had with him wow yeah wild crazy journey supposedly there's more um but i basically had to tell people i don't want to hear it anymore because despite all of that and i think this is one of the things i want your listeners to to know because i think even then
0: i still like care about this person and i don't know how that is even possible because you're a good person you're a good person who is caring and empathetic and kind and loving. And that's what they latch on to. Right. And how did I let this even happen to me? I have no idea. I know I'll I
1: never let this happen again, but my goodness, like thank goodness there's no marriage in there. Right. Okay. If you he, he, he wanted to propose to me, but I was gonna have to sign a, a an agreement that I would give the ring back. <laughs> and a ring agreement. I was like, What's
0: that? I've never even heard of a ring agreement. Is that a thing? He just made that up. I guess it's a legal thing. I was like, that doesn't sound good. Wow. No, that doesn't
1: sound good at all. You know, there is healing on the other side and that no contact um, is so incredibly hard. It like physically was making me ill at first. It doesn't anymore. And people just have to know. I think that's why I would go back so much. Yeah. Right. So I didn't couldn't sit with the feelings, the the physical and emotional feelings I was having from the loss of it. Mm. But if you have good friends and you have a good therapist and I don't know, I've podcasts, books, yeah. I'll just soak up everything. I started going back to doing like I do this something called Kundalini yoga, which is kind of like a meditation yoga and, you know, run, whatever. Like, yeah, channel it. Get drunk with your girlfriends on a wild night, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, it's all of it. Because um, it does lessen over time. And I think the more distance you get from it, the more you're able to see how crazy it is
0: yeah we've talked about it a few times on our show but like what happens to your brain chemistry in a relationship like that because it's such a roller coaster it affects the same area as like a drug addiction does because it's the highs and the low part you know if it's bad all the time it's easy to walk away if there's really good things followed by lows you're chasing that high again like just like a drug addict almost because right. um, it right. it does the same thing to your brain and you can't see it when you're in it. Yeah.
1: I've heard that even like, um, you know, if you're like checking on their like Facebook status where you're getting, you're giving yourself like a little dopamine hit, right. giving yeah. a little hint of it. Yeah. But it's been interesting to me. There's been a couple of things that have happened. Like at one point I got an email with his name. Well, it was his first name, but it wasn't him. And I, but I saw the name and my my physical anxiety right oh my god like and my heart was (laughs) yeah like physiological trauma yeah holy crap I'm sick again I didn't realize I was operating like that for 18 months I was operating like that and never relaxing from there and then one of my girlfriends saw him at like a like at a bathroom kid basketball game and she texted me like oh my god you're not gonna believe and as soon as i saw that i was like same thing again yeah so like that person can still listen like
0: that feeling right yeah he will always there will come a day that it doesn't
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. i hope not because supposedly i'm not allowed back in the town that i grew up in and i'm not supposed to show my face oh
0: he owns the, <laughs> town, the entire thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And I bet like I would I would put some serious money on the fact that he was talking to other women that whole time. Yeah. You know, like someone who is that constantly accusing you of trying to get attention from men and trying to like have opportunities to cheat. Like people who aren't cheaters don't do that. Right. <laughs> you know? I, I didn't understand it. I, and the
1: crazy part it was like that's not my history. Like you're you're tweaking this history. I literally have been like married in a relationship for the majority of my adult
0: life. Right. Right. So I don't know. If anyone deserved a hoe phase after all of that, it was you and you didn't even take it. I think
1: <laughs> I'm always like the voice of reason with my friends or Like, I, you know, he was always accusing me of being like, what? You're wild. And I'm like, I'm always the one who's like, let's go. (laughs) Right?
0: Yeah. Well, Heather, thank you so much for sharing your story. I'm glad that he is gone. I'm glad that he did just give up because a lot of them, that becomes like the most dangerous time. So I'm glad that he has enough of a wounded ego to stay away and not continue to pursue or to try and make your life difficult but i'm glad you got through it yeah and i think that was really what happened the the ego got too
1: wounded i think there were too many people that love and care about me in my life that he knew i wasn't going to you know when it comes to my children it's like hey that's it like i'm not turning them away and I'm not turning away my family either. So, you know, I think right. at a certain point it was like, okay, I can't get this woman to be mm-hmm. isolated in the box that I need her to be in. So,
0: yeah. So what have what have we learned? We've learned if they will only eat chicken nuggets and they don't like your low-cut shirt, <laughs> it's a red flag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your story. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it so much. If you want to support our show further, you can share our podcast with your friends. Follow us on our socials at ngcompod. Or sign up for our Patreon to help keep the show going with a donation. Or you can become a patron for exclusive access to bonus content and interact with us and other loyal listeners on our feed. Meanwhile, if you liked what you heard today, please leave us a positive review. If you didn't, no worries. Move on about your day. If you want to share your story on our show, please visit our website at ngcompod.com to fill out the contact us form. Thanks again for listening.